This podcast is brought to you by The Missing Link in partnership with VMware. Hello and welcome back to our special three-part podcast series, Your Essential Guide to the Cloud. Now that we know what the cloud is and why it's so good for business, in episode two, we're going to have a look at some of the big tech companies leading the world in cloud services. Like AWS, Google, Azure, just have this incredible rate of development every week. There's new features coming. But is it really a case of bigger is best? You don't get a very personal experience. And with all of those platforms, you have to pay for an increased level of support to have the pleasure of, of even being able to call them. Joining us again as we present your essential guide to the cloud is Alana Berman-Reynard. Alana is Head of Solutions in the Cloud and IT Division of The Missing Link. And Ashley Stedman, Sales Manager for the Infrastructure and Cloud Team at The Missing Link. Welcome to both of you. Now, the big players in this cloud space, who are they? So the big players are going to be names that a lot of people have already heard of out there. They're household names. You've got Microsoft with their Azure platform. Google's one of them with Google GCP or Google Cloud Platform and Amazon with Amazon Web Services or AWS is a a really well-known one. These kind of three in in particular are known as the hyperscalers typically because the massive scale on, on which they operate globally. I gather that these three companies and particularly Microsoft and Amazon because they've been around the longest, they've been driving many of the innovations and the services that we can now access on the cloud. Yeah, so AWS was probably the first modern cloud infrastructure, and they just changed the way that businesses consume IT resources. They just, like AWS, Google, Azure, just have this incredible rate of development every week. There's new features coming, things are changing, or features are being taken away. There's a lot to keep up with. AWS is is probably one of the first I think that have that, you know they brought the the portal and credit card type your credit card number in spin up some cloud services model were probably the first to come come to the market with that which changed a lot. Okay, so that was a huge success for them when they did that. Yeah, I mean, the, and up until recently, you know, I think Microsoft has caught up a lot, but AWS was the public cloud hyperscaler for a long time. Okay, now I want to come back to that point from earlier that we said, you know, bigger isn't always best, is it? No, it's true. Bigger isn't always best when it comes to cloud. The hyperscalers do have a huge range of products. They're very much of that pay only for what you need and it's very scalable. But along with, you know, I guess the size of these businesses, there are some catches and downsides to that that you need to look out for. And that's because they're so big and they can't give you that personal service. Is that, would that be one of the first ones? I think that's, that's definitely mm-hmm. one of, one of the, the drawbacks is that in terms of support, as with many big companies, I won't name any, but I'm sure we've, we've all experienced it in our, our yeah. day-to-day lives, you don't get a very personal experience. And you know, with all of those platforms, you have to pay for an increased level of support, sometimes just to have the pleasure of, of even being able to call them. Yeah, okay. So if I'm super duper major company, one of the big companies in Australia, sure, they'll have a, you know, on-site in Australia support team designated for me. But if I'm a small to medium business, I'm probably going to get through to a call center somewhere else outside of Australia. Correct. If you pay for that, otherwise you'll yeah. be sending an email or logging, you'll not be able to speak to anyone. You have to do it via a portal. Okay, so you don't even get the call center unless you pay no. for it. 
Exactly. Right. So then you're going back and forth on the email and you've got a major thing going down in your office and you need it fixed right away and it, this is taking days mm. and the yes. whole thing collapses and you lose the deal. Yeah, and, and if you don't pay for extra, I guess, support, they don't even have to get respond to you within a certain time frame. Even on the, the lowest level of support you do pay for, I think a priority one incident, which is like the worst where your whole business is down, I think the response time is like two to four hours. And in, in terms of a business-wide outage, that's a long time. And one of the other pieces of feedback that I'm getting is that the billing is sometimes an issue with these big tech giants as well. Yeah, with the huge array, like huge amount of products, but each product, the way they structure the billing, there's a lot of different elements. So you often get your invoice and it is hundreds, if not thousands of lines of items that you've got to try and decipher with weird product names. What does that associate to in your environment? You can very easily waste money because you don't understand what you're paying for. So you need a forensic accountant to read the bill. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, you need like an hour-long meeting with all your engineers picking through the lines to even understand what you've spent. Mm. It's pretty much impossible to optimise something that you can't even understand. If you're tuning a race car and you can't actually understand why it's not providing the output that you want, there's no way that you can fix the problem or, or address it. And I think a lot of the time with the billing as well, there's unexpected costs that appear that customers are not like fully informed about when they start using the cloud there's things that when you use their calculators and you try and estimate what you're going to pay it's often quite different to what your bill looks like they don't account for all of the costs like for example every single bit of data that you send out of their data center they charge you for and that can very quickly add up and what about the pricing? Is there flexibility with the pricing or is it a sort of like, here's the pricing, pick which one you want to go in? Yeah. So it's all cookie cutter. They're so yeah. large, they don't customise it. There's a one size fits all kind of mentality. Maybe if you were like one of the top four businesses in Australia, you'd get treated differently. But most small to medium businesses, the price is the price. And there's no movement on that. Alana was mentioning before the, the idea of the cookie cutter sizes which uh, you know sometimes called t-shirt sizes with servers and things like that you you have to choose one of their predetermined sizes so yeah look there's there's a lot of them but you don't get to necessarily choose exactly the specs that you want on a on a server or you know the amount of storage and things like that that you want to allocate they tend to size them as well just below the most common like the size you actually need so you're kind of forced to buy more than you actually require i guess it's a trick of productizing and marketing that they're doing if you look at size one you might think okay well it's got everything i need but i do need that and to get that you have to go up to size two right the car if you want the leather seats then you've got to go for the whole upgrade package and spend a lot more than you actually wanted okay so it's fair to say then that the big tech giants we're talking microsoft we're talking amazon and google and the platform and infrastructure services that they provide on the cloud they offer up a terrific range of services, but they're not the only ones doing it. And when you deal with them, it's highly likely that you're probably going to be dealing with an overseas call center. You're not going to get that personal service and you're not going to get that tailored solution that's going to really define what you need as a business because all businesses are different. Mm. Just add to that that they also, each of these hyperscalers 
have their own proprietary platform. So your, your IT team skills that they have built up are not often transferable. So they have to reskill on these platforms. It's a whole training course, a whole certification. Then that skill is not transferable anywhere else once they're you know learning AWS or something like that. Yeah, I think the the good analogy that we can use for that is it's kind of the difference between opening up a you know an Apple laptop and a Windows laptop. They are very similar, but you know you look at the web portal and the management portal for each of these cloud platforms. They all look different. They all have you know different nuances in terminology and all that kind of stuff. So it's not industry standard essentially. Right. We were talking before about you know what can go wrong is that typically when you look at most. Most people's perception of the cloud is that I put my stuff there and now it's not my problem. So a lot of people look at the cloud and think that's infallible. So they'll set something up, not realizing that actually deep down in, in the system, it is running somewhere. And that's kind of what I was mentioning in, in episode one is that the cloud really is just your stuff running on someone else's stuff. Somewhere in the world, you know, it's not in the sky, not yep. floating around in the air. Somewhere in the world, there is a server with your your, your stuff your on stuff it. stuff running on it. Yeah. And if that server dies, then it's actually, in a lot of cases, the service providers, it's not their responsibility to make sure, aside from making sure that server is on, to build in redundancy. A lot of people don't necessarily realize is that you actually, even when you move to a public cloud platform, you still have to architect it in a way that you have to account for the provider's data centers to go down or for some sort of backup. So what you're saying is, is that I've got my business on the cloud. I'm with Microsoft, Google, or Amazon, whatever. They're huge. And I'm thinking I've got nothing else to worry about anymore. These guys are huge. They're tech giants. Nothing can go wrong. Yeah. All of my stuff in the cloud. is in the cloud. All my stuff is on, on their stuff somewhere. It's their problem now, right? It's their problem. But what you're saying is that we need a backup plan for that as well. Correct. It's called the shared responsibility model, which is a, a, a fantastic way of of saying it's actually not our problem. <laughs> so you've got the shared responsibility model is, look, we'll provide the platform, but kind of everything on that, securing it, backing it up, making sure there's redundancy in place is actually the customer's responsibility. And a lot of people don't realize that. Okay, some great advice there. Alana and Ashley, thank you for that summary. Quite a few issues to consider with the big tech giants or the hyperscalers, as you call them. You've been listening to part two of our podcast series on your essential guide to the cloud. Coming up in episode three, we'll discover Smart Cloud. The Missing Link's homegrown private cloud platform. We own it, we operate it, it's all based in Australia, and we offer our customers infrastructure and platform as a service. More on Smart Cloud coming up in episode three. And if you'd like to find out more information from this series, you can access various links and resources in the episode description box located right here on your podcast player. Or you can contact The Missing Link via their website, themissinglink.com.au. You can also subscribe and hear more podcasts from The Missing Link wherever you enjoy your podcasts. This podcast was recorded on the traditional country of the Camaragal people of the Garangai tribe of the Aora Nation. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community. We pay our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and elders past, present and emerging.